Jesus said to Peter, James, John, and Andrew, how about them dogs? <laughs> no, he didn't say that, sorry. He said, beware that no one leads you astray, such as me, I guess. Many will come in my name and say, I am he, and they will lead many astray. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed, this must take place. The end is still to come. I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I didn't say anything about the game at the 8 o'clock service, and I got chastised because of it. So I felt I had to make up for work here. Congratulations to Ole Miss as well. That was a good game. A lot of good games yesterday, actually. Now for the sermon. I was inspired this past week. I went to a very beautiful funeral at the Presbyterian Church in Greenwood. It's a beautiful church up there. They are celebrating their 175th year. It was built in 1846, so it beat the chapel by six years. Do the math. I was inspired by the pulpit in that place. As I walked in, I was struck by it. It towered above the people, and you had to literally climb into it. The stairs began on the side and wrapped around to the back. And the preacher man actually disappeared for a couple of seconds before reappearing in the pulpit. And it was large to where he could stretch his wingspan out and comfortably preach with one arm on this side and this arm on the other. And you could only see like up to here on him. And I really felt like I was before God and God was looking through the book of life to see if my name was in it. So I was inspired. I said, you know what, that looks like fun. I'm going to preach from the pulpit this Sunday at the Chapel of the Cross. <laughs> so here I am in the pulpit. But don't worry, I'll preach again next week and I'll be down on the floor again among you. I was talking with a parishioner last weekend. He said his wife had asked him the night before, do you want to watch Christmas Vacation? He said, it's still just a little too early for me. So they didn't. And then I talked with that parishioner about how many times we would watch Christmas Vacation over the holidays. And then when you're talking about Christmas Vacation, the next thing is you always start to quote movie lines. And so we started doing that, started quoting all of our favorite lines from Christmas Vacation. I was shocked when I went into Home Depot the week before Halloween. Not the week of, the week before Halloween. I went in to buy an extension cord and they were putting Halloween away and bringing out Christmas. It was a week before Halloween, a week before trick-or-treating. At Home Depot, you walk in and they're putting away Halloween and putting up Christmas. I thought, what the heck? And I bought 600 colored lights for this year's Christmas in the country. <laughs> so here comes the holiday season. Am I right? But it's good to once again plan for the holiday season. It's good to 
once again be able to gather together for events and other things that we look forward to this time of the year. We look forward once again to the nativity pageant and the advent party. And the young adults will gather once again for our tacky sweater Christmas party. And Christmas Eve services will be inside this year instead of out in the cold. So it is exciting. I saw some movement back here. <laughs> it is exciting to plan once again for the holidays. To plan to do those things that we have been accustomed to doing each year. It's exciting. I'm excited and I hope you are too. Some of you have even put up your tree already. I saw it on Facebook. <laughs> but no judgment from me. No judgment from me. But it does seem each year that the holidays get earlier and earlier and we have to plan for family and friends earlier and earlier. So it's good to have this gospel lesson today from Mark. This gospel lesson reminds us that there is a season, a season before Christmas, Advent. Jesus, today, sounds those Advent themes. Beware, look out, be warned, he says. So we are reminded that even in the midst of our planning, even in the midst of our looking forward to the holidays, there is that season that will soon be here with the proclamation of John telling us to prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. We are reminded by this gospel lesson that there is that season of anticipation, of expectedness, of quietness in the midst of the busyness. There's that season of Advent. And though Advent is a season, being aware Preparing for the coming of Christ and preparing his way is something we should do all year, at all times, in our everyday lives. No matter if it is July, no matter if it is December, no matter if it is Advent or if it is the fifth Sunday after Pentecost. Preparing and looking forward to the coming of Christ, that is something Something that we should do at all times, in all places in our lives. Peter, James, John, and Andrew, those disciples, that inner network, they want to be prepared. So they asked Jesus on the Mount of Olives, tell us more, Jesus. Tell us when these things will be. What will the signs be? What should we be looking out for? temple was the center of Jewish life. It was literally the home of God. It is where God's presence dwelt. A lot like us in our chapel of the cross here. This place is a center of our lives and we believe God's presence to dwell with us here in this place also. So if we were told that not one brick would be left upon brick, we would undoubtedly have some questions. We would say, tell us more, Jesus. What is the sign? When will these things take place? Because we could not conceive of this place, the center of our lives being destroyed, not one brick being left upon brick. Come on, Jesus, are you serious? 
We just built it. We just got the sound system working right. Now you tell us it will be destroyed. When will this be? What will be the sign? Are you serious, Clark? Y'all got it. Eight o'clock didn't, but y'all got it. It would be inconceivable to us for this building, this place that we love to be destroyed. And this is the same thing going on in the mind of Peter, James, John, and Andrew. It is the reason they asked Jesus on the Mount of Olives, tell us more, when will this take place and what will be the sign? Chapter 13 in Mark's gospel is known as the little apocalypse. That makes sense. That makes sense in our gospel lesson today. We see that. Wars, earthquakes, famines. This is all a part of apocalyptic literature. Nation rising against nation and kingdom rising against kingdom with the warning to look out, beware, be warned. All of this can be found in Revelation as well and in Daniel. And we see that in our Old Testament lesson from Daniel, that apocalyptic vision of things to come. It is easy to get wrapped up in all of this. Very easy to get wrapped up in when will this happen? What will be the signs? Is it going to happen exactly like this? But cast all of that aside. Get rid of it. We don't need it. Put away those frightening words and the imagery it conjures within our mind. Focus not on the earthquakes and the famines, the wars and this rising against that and that rising against this. Do away with the destruction and the not one stone or not one brick left upon brick. If we focus on these things, if we get too wrapped up in our fear and what the end will look like, we lose sight of Jesus. If we are fearful of the end and the way it will happen and what will happen to us, we lose sight of Jesus who says, do not be alarmed. Do not be alarmed. I think those words are easily lost in this gospel lesson. Perhaps you didn't even notice it in the midst of these frightening images and what is to take place. Those four words of comfort probably got lost. I had to read this gospel lesson three times before I noticed. Do not be alarmed. Jesus tells us not to be alarmed because he is with us. Because no matter what happens, he is our Lord. He has got this. He has got you. He has got me. So don't worry about what the end will look like or when it will be. Put away all of that talk. Do beware. Do look out. Do prepare yourselves and prepare the way of the Lord because we're Christians. And that's what we're called to do. But while you do it, do not be alarmed. Help us fill 700 boxes for the poor in Canton to have a Christmas meal. But do not be alarmed. Help us give 21 angels this season the gift of Christmas, but do not be alarmed. Help us hang lights here at the chapel and welcome our neighbors again at Christmas in the country, but do not be alarmed. 
Go about loving and serving everyone who crosses your path, but do not be alarmed. Love God, but do not be alarmed. Know that God loves you. Do not be alarmed. God's got this. God's got us. God's got you. So by God, don't be alarmed. Amen.